Hello, I'm Daniel Davis, and you are listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This week we are on Unit 29, Session 2, titled, The Waiting Commences. After Jesus explained to the disciples that they would bear witness of Him with the power of the Holy Spirit from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth, Jesus ascended into heaven. As the disciples watched where Jesus had gone, two angels appeared and assured them of Christ's return. All of this led to today's scripture passage from Acts 1, where we see the disciples obeyed Christ's command to wait as they prepared for the ministry that would follow when the Holy Spirit arrived. But their waiting was not idle, nor was it wasted time. They prayed, they followed the scriptures, and they took care of business with faith in God's leading. Their example in Acts 1, 12-26 gives us a pattern to follow in our own time of waiting for the Lord's coming. In point one, we see that Jesus' disciples unite in prayer. After the promise of the Holy Spirit and then Jesus' ascension, the disciples return to an upper room in Jerusalem to wait. The eleven disciples are named. Only one was missing, Judas, who had betrayed Jesus and later killed himself. And the disciples were joined by some women, who included Jesus' mother, Mary, and Jesus' brothers were present as well. The fact that Jesus' brothers were there indicates a change of heart within them, because John 7.5 tells us that there was a time when Jesus' own brothers did not believe in him. Among his brothers, James would become the leader of the church in Jerusalem and write the book of James, and a brother named Judas would write the book we know as Jude. So, a large group of disciples, followers, and family of Jesus gathered together to wait. But again, this wasn't idle time. Rather, the scripture says, They were all continually united in prayer. Their example models for us the importance of prayer in the lives of all believers. We don't even know what they prayed about, but they prayed without ceasing, and they prayed together. As the key doctrine for this session teaches, all disciples of Jesus are included in the priesthood of the believer, meaning we no longer need priests or human mediators to facilitate our relationship and communication with God. We have the one mediator we will ever need, Jesus Christ, the God-man. And because of His work on the cross, we have full and unfettered access to God, so we can approach Him boldly through prayer because Jesus opened that door for us. We can pray as individuals, and we can pray as churches and groups. We can pray for our confession and needs, and we can intercede on behalf of others. The disciples had received a mission and a promise from Jesus, and their initial response was to wait and pray. We have the same mission, and we've already received the promised Holy Spirit. Yet the disciples' ongoing example through the book of Acts was that prayer remained central to their work in the church and the world, and so it should be with us as well. In point two, we see that Jesus' disciples follow the scriptures. With the group of about 120 gathered together, Peter directed their attention to the fulfillment of the scriptures in their time and their midst. Specifically, He focused on the part Judas Iscariot played in Jesus' betrayal and arrest. Be prepared that there are some gory details about the decay of Judas' body in this passage. And the optional section on leader page 74 provides a harmony of the details here and in Matthew 27 that could seem like they are a contradiction, but they aren't. Notice the way Peter refers to the scriptures. The Holy Spirit inspired David to foretell of these events. And Peter said it was necessary for the scriptures to be fulfilled. 
Psalms 41 and 55 speak of betrayal at the hands of a close friend. And Peter highlighted phrases from Psalm 69 and 109 to explain what happened to Judas and to identify the way forward for their next step. Because Judas betrayed Jesus and left their group, another disciple would need to take his place and become an authoritative witness to Jesus' resurrection. Peter and the disciples believed in the inspiration and truth of God's Word in the Old Testament. They saw the connections to their present moment and acted accordingly. Believers can experience such connections today, though typically in more general ways. We should be cautious about seeing a one-to-one correspondence of fulfillment, as the apostles were able to do in this moment, because of their proximity to Jesus' incarnation and time on earth. But believing in the inspiration and truth of Scripture will help us read it properly, interpret it properly, and allow it to influence our lives and actions appropriately. In point three, we see that Jesus' disciples trust in God. Continuing with the step of faithfulness to replace Judas among the twelve disciples, two candidates were identified who had consistently been with the group and witnessed events from John's baptism of Jesus up to the point of Jesus' ascension. Luke 10 refers to a group of 72 that Jesus sent out in pairs to prepare for and carry out his ministry. It is likely these two were among that group. Key for this point is to highlight the dependence the disciples had upon God. They believed the Lord knows people's hearts and that his choice is the good and right one. This reminds me a bit of David's anointing as king. God had identified his king from among Jesse's sons as a man after God's own heart. Samuel would have chosen wrongly based on outward appearance, but the Lord directed him to anoint David. Here, the disciples cast lots to decide between these two men, and they trusted that the Lord would direct the role to identify the correct person for the job. And so, Matthias was chosen to complete the twelve disciples once again. Use the Illustrate Prompt instructions and the sidebar on leader page 77 to explain what was meant by the casting of lots, and to discourage this as an ongoing practice for believers. Because we have received the Holy Spirit, and there is an absence of instructions for believers in Christ to follow this practice in the New Testament. As the disciples waited for the coming of the Holy Spirit, they chose Matthias to replace Judas and to join them as witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. From this, we must conclude that belief in the resurrection of Jesus is at the center of the gospel and defines all who are disciples of Jesus. Because we believe that Jesus has risen from the dead, we believers should unite with all who likewise believe in Jesus and then live on mission together declaring the risen Lord. This will take the shape of unity in prayer, faithfulness to the scriptures, and an enduring dependence upon the Lord for wisdom, strength, and guidance. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.